Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hi everyone, welcome back. Today we have another powerhouse of a saint, Saint Athanasius. He's known as Athanasius the Great, um, Athanasius the Confessor. He, he's known as the father of orthodoxy, the pillar of the church, champion of Christ's divinity. He was a bishop and doctor of the church, and he truly is a powerhouse. He, I mean, his life is just, uh, of course, a, a witness of, of God's glory, but with God, anything, anything mm-hmm. is possible. And he really gave a witness and testament to God working in his life through um through his humble, meek, and also, and, and he suffered a lot for Christ too. So St. Athanasius was born um, in Alexandria in Egypt, and um, he was, you know, his education was very well taken care of by his his family. They they gave him a wonderful education in Christian doctrine, Greek literature, philosophy, so he's very intellectual, very smart. Um, but then uh, there he also, he met a a future, I mean, a, a priest and a future saint um, who eventually um, appointed him an, as an assistant and uh, saw within him something beautiful and, and called him uh, to to into that journey. But he was also a friend of St. Anthony, mm-hmm. and he wrote a, a biography of St. Anthony, and he spent his, um, spent some time in the in the desert as a disciple of saint anthony i think that's so beautiful too like the friends uh, the friendship of these saints that mm-hmm. encourage each other and i'm sure at that time they don't know like oh we're both going to be saints but mm-hmm. you know in that rejoicing and and knowing the the secret of of god's glory and of what god is doing in the other um he also, he did a lot. I mean, he's again, another saint who did a lot for the church and we can definitely go into all those details, but something that really that stood out to me as soon as I saw it was that for five years, he, he was, uh, he hid in a deep cistern and because they're, they're because of as- assassination attempts Why? and, um, because of the, Arianism. yeah. Mm-hmm. So even there, like, you know, the, it wasn't that he was given so much like he 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 wasn't living in this glory of mm-hmm. oh i'm so, i'm doing great things i mean he had to hide and mm-hmm. he had to be in that um to wait to um to understand what god was doing and so even you know it says that he only had one friend too that knew where he was and so i'm sure not just the loneliness but the uh, for five years to be just hiding. I'm sure he, at, at some point he also enjoyed it, but to to know that God was with him there in that place. Um, and again, five years is a, is a yeah, long time. formation in the desert with St. Anthony of, you know, the desert father would have helped him to do that. Yeah. That's what they do in desert, exactly. like, you know, in solitude. But it's hard. Yeah. The, um, the other thing I was, I mean, thinking about too with the cistern uh, was, we're called to be in quarantine, but now it's been two months <laughs> and I'm many of us, like even me being an introvert and loving the contemplative life, I'm getting kind of going kind of like, <laughs> Oh, I, I need to go out. <laughs> but the, again, five years for him to, to enter into that, um, that suffering and that, that time in which God was calling him to, okay. I am like Athanasius, you've done a lot. Now come, come here the readiness of the saints to, mm-hmm. to do what God was calling them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, many other things he really, he struggled with, but 
again, his um, something also to I was reflecting on was his incarnation. I mean, not his uh, works. his works, his writing on the incarnation, and how well he understood the humanity of Jesus and the divinity. Too. Yeah. yeah, and he says, you know, in the office too that Jesus took on this body and it became his temple. This was what he used to defeat mm. death, to mm-hmm. conquer death, and so. Uh, I myself feel sometimes like my nature, it it shudders, it it shakes, um, and I don't know what to do with it. Mm. And I want to discipline it, and I want it to work for me and do what I want it to do. But also to see it as this temple, to see it as this way in which God God has redeemed it. He has used the body. It has become Mm. a temple, his dwelling place, and it has been redeemed in every act that God has done. Mm. As we talked about yesterday in working and then also in death, he has redeemed the body. And um, so for me to to think, okay, you know, be gentle, be tender. Uh, Brother Roger used to say uh, that tenderness uh builds people up mm. you know mm. when you are when you get uh when you accuse people or when you are harsh with someone it it brings them down it you know it really um it destroys them but tenderness he, he brother roger specifically uses this word he says tenderness builds people up so when i heard that of course that's for others but oftentimes i i do it with myself too I just, okay, Nithya, like, just be a little, like, be gentle with yourself. So in the morning, I'll want to get up out of bed and I'll have this conversation with myself. I'll be like, no, it's too cold. Like, I, my feet are, no. And then I'll have it, I'll say, okay, that's like, let's like slowly get up. So then I'll move my comforter out. And then I said, no, I don't want to get up. I just want to stay in bed. And then I'll say, no, but there's so much to do. So come on, let's just... Other than like violently, you know, waking mm. and just doing for the sake of like it. So allowing myself to be tender with with my own mm. reasoning. And then you'll see that that also can uh, that comes out now with another person. Mm. Right. Because you're able to have this conversation and you're able to look at yourself in this way. You say, oh, no, OK, for another person to no, it's OK. Yeah, like, It's not like pampering your yeah. own weakness, but it works well with others. So. Yeah you know, uh, like a gentle encouragement. Exactly. Can bring them out. Yeah. So um, learn, uh, Athanasius' uh, writings again on the body, uh, a body of Christ and the incarnation have really, especially in the office today, have been really um, helpful for me in understanding, okay, love our body, our humanity, that God was, yes, fully divine, that he was God. I mean, Jesus was fully God but also fully human. And mm-hmm. so to enter into that humanity too and allow it to be embraced um, by by God's divine love. Mm. Yeah, uh, that is something very significant that he has contributed to the church. Like, um, you know, uh, there were a lot of doubt regarding this, you know, the divinity and humanity, mm-hmm. how, how it can, uh, you know, mix up so well in one person so that was the whole problem of arianism yeah like you know and athanasius had to devote his whole life to to fight against that even though arius died uh, you know after his first exile he died but um uh, first exile of athanasius mm-hmm. you know arius dies but he he actually had a very tragic death arius mm. people the church tried so hard to fight against it but then you know, it was so difficult because he has a way in which he could seduce other bishops 
who could go with him. So the church had to condemn, excommunicate him. There are so many things of which, you know, Athanasius was a big part and Alexander the bishop, you know, whose secretary he was. But uh, the thing is like uh, God dealt with areas or his own wickedness dealt with that. But even after that, the, it took a long time for the church to recover from that. Yeah. So much bloodshed, mm. you know, because of that. And this bishop, Athanasius, has was exiled five times. Hmm. Five times during his, you know, 46 years of bishopric and uh, all because of this, because he was defending the church against Arianism. And uh, he suffered a lot. 17 years of that, of his bishopric, he was in exile. <laughs> Can you believe that? That's because he, that's why people call him, like St. Gregory called him the pillar of the church. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ortho, even Orthodox Church uh, celebrates him as a father of orthodoxy and champion of Christ's divinity. So he, he did a lot to work to bring out how this blends in Christ, especially his divinity. Yeah. And he he's, you know, one of the favorite quote that I always quote is that Christ became man. God became man so that man can become God. Man, everything is summed up in there. Yeah. Like uh, that comes from Athanasius. That is our hope. Like, you know, the, uh, our f- first father, you know, just messed up everything. But God didn't let us die there yeah. and suffer there. He took a fragile human nature, like you were talking. Sometimes we think that everything human is weak. Everything human is should be condemned. You know, that also is kind of a heresy. Yeah. But uh, here... God just embraces our fragility, our fragile nature, and him embracing it strengthens it to to so that we can become like himself, like God. So that is the beauty of it. Mm. Like, like you were saying, you know, not to battle with the weakness, especially of those around us. If we just condemn them, they will never come up. Yeah. So when we just lend them a hand and we can always lift them up, that is what Christ did. By assuming our nature, he was becoming visible to us in a way that we can really relate. Yeah. Now we have no excuse. Yeah. Today morning, while oh no, no breakfast, we were just discussing how, like, you know, we cannot now complain of anything because whatever we struggle, Christ struggled. Yeah. Right? But he didn't sin. Yeah. But then you said, like, but he became sin itself. Yeah. Right? So whatever we struggled with, he became that. Yeah. He took it upon himself so that, you know, we have hope. Yeah. So I, I think this is a big hope for us, like, in all in times of despair, when we see our own weaknesses standing tall uh, and all this darkness just hovering over us, then we just need to raise our hands. And God has already lent his hands. He can raise us up and put that on the bridge, like, you know, Catherine of Siena's bridge. And the whole church will walk with us. So that's what we see in this man, like, you know, how, uh, you know, he he had to suffer so much. Uh, And, but at the end, you know, he he just, uh, the final, uh, some years that he had, he sent, he could spend with this church and build the church. And he, the rest of that life, you know, he had to spend fixing up. Mm-hmm. all the things that Arius did. Mm-hmm. And when I read that book uh, uh, Saint An- about St. Anthony, uh-huh. that is one of the first books I ever wrote, uh, I-, I ever read about St. Athanasius uh, that he has written. That had a profound influence on me. And I have given that book to many people and it has become cause of vocations and so many things wow. like that. Confirmed vocations yeah. like that. And that's what he did. He did most of his ascetical writings were actually 
uh, you know, the, the something that promoted the ideals of monasticism and virginity as effective means of restoring the divine image yeah. in fallen humanity. I really liked it that, you know, that idea of like, you know, the fallen humanity, wherever we fell with the weakness of our flesh, God has enabled us to rise above those weaknesses and offer our bodies, you know, our virginity, celibacy yep. to God yeah. and to live for him. Uh, to lay down all the, uh, you know, selfish pursuits, my family, my thing, my house, my this, that, my work, you know, we could just get out of all that. So that's what, you know, that book had such a profound influence yeah. in the East and West as well. I have read that book. It's amazing. It's it's all about Anthony, mm -hmm. but this saint has actually seen him yeah. and he has touched, you know, that saint and uh, writing. And also we see like Saint Anthony, the desert father, he never went out of desert. Hmm. The only time he went out was to defend Athanasius. Oh, wow. Yeah, because Athanasius was his friend and his bishop. Yeah. So he is bound to his bishop, right? Yeah. yeah. And also that friendship. So he comes out hmm. of his desert and he walks through the street of Alexandria supporting uh, Athanasius. And uh, I, I also Anthony says I, he had the secret desire to become a martyr, <laughs> but nobody <laughs> took him and killed him. <laughs> he had to go back to his desert. But, you know, he would do that. A, a desert father like Anthony, he's so stern, such a stern man. He would do that for his friend. Yeah. So that was the friendship that these two saints had. Uh, and it's really nice to know about, you know, like you said, the the friendship of these yeah. saints and his mentor saint alexander yeah he was also a saint and uh, you know uh, and he dies by uh, ordaining his successor uh, like that so uh, you know undoubtedly he is known as you know one of the four doctors of the eastern church uh, along with basil gregory and john chrysostom mm -hmm. you know i'm so glad that we have all these saints nitya like you know who have enlightened us their wisdom you know, it's like a fountain, like yeah. we read in the antiphons. Like, you know, it's like a fountain from where we can just uh, just swim there. Yeah. <laughs> like And St. Athanasius, I mean, although, again, he was a very smart, he mm -hmm. had so much talent. He was a very smart man, intellectual. He had a, but his desire was for Christ. His yeah. desire was for God. And so he was, um, he was, given he gave up everything he gave himself to the lord for everything and he defended the faith and regardless of the cost to himself and so this call again i mean we've talked about this and we have the saints and they are they are that mm. fountain they show us but they're standing around in in the diverse um aspects of their natures and of their talents and of their weaknesses and humanity they're all standing around us and saying look at me I am great. I am. I was wonderful. Mm. I was given so much and I gave it to the Lord. Mm. Look at me. I had nothing. I was a slave. I didn't know how to write or read. And, but I gave that to the Lord. Mm. Look at me. I was, you know, completely like, um, I was lived in a time which, uh, my faith wasn't, um, wasn't held up. I had no one around me. I had no saintly friends, mm. but I gave that to the Lord. Mm. All of these saints stand around us and they're saying, you can identify yourself in each one of in in mm -hmm. in us, you mm -hmm. know, in whatever combination of us, and all of us will continue to say, just offer it to the Lord, mm -hmm. and He will do everything with it. He yeah. will do marvels with with even the nothingness that you give. And so, even with Saint Athanasius, I mean, yeah, he had a lot. He had a wonderful education. He had these saintly friends, but he also suffered. He also went through, and so he doesn't speak of 
Christ uh, human and divine. He doesn't speak of Christ's divinity as mm. something, as an idea to be uh, thought about intellectually. He experienced it in his life. He experienced mm. the power of that divine love in his mm. life. And that's why he's able to speak so marvelously, marvelously about it. And his talents, of course, helped that. Mm. They, um, they, were, they helped communicate that in, uh, in a way that people could receive it and be receptive to it. But again, I just, I don't know, St. Athanasius just telling me, like, give everything, Nithya, even your nothingness. Give it to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, he he was, an, he was an amazing pastor, a father. You know, uh, I have, uh, you know, uh, read about his, uh, his thoughts about his exile and things. And uh, from wherever he was exiled, he used to write long letters mm. to his flock. Some of the Easter homilies, you know, that he have prepared for his flock. Oh, man. There we will see the heart of a father and also the the strength of a teacher. Yeah. You know, how he was guiding his flock even from exile. You know, 17 years he, he spent in exile of the 46 years, 46, 47 years of his bishopric. Can you believe that? And he was still with his people. And God really wanted such a shepherd. Yeah. That's the only reason why he didn't give Athanasius a martyrdom. <laughs> like, you know, even though he yearned for it, even though he was not scared, uh, that eluded him. But the, you know, the triple, quadruple crown of, you know, the church father, doctor, all these things are there with him. So it's really amazing how these saints beckon us to, to live that ordinariness yeah. uh, in a very extraordinary way, to be with our people, to be, you know, whether we are in solitude or whether we are with people, there is no way that uh, things can deter us from being in communion with God and with his people. That is the one big example of this saint. Maybe we can close today's discussion with this collect from today. Yeah. Almighty ever-living God, who raised up this bishop, Saint Athanasius, as an outstanding champion of your son's divinity, Mercifully grant that, rejoicing in his teaching and his protection, we may never cease to grow in knowledge and love of you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening.